podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to AI Scouted on Anfield Index Pro. I'm Dave Hendrick, joined as always by Mr. Carl Matchett. How are you, sir? Running low on energy. How are you? I am outstanding. Absolutely flying at this point. Um, <laughs> we are blitzing through some podcasts to make sure you have some content during the World Cup. I have no idea when this one will go out, but it is an evergreen type of podcast. We're going to try and fix a European club. So in this fictional world where myself and Carl have been brought in to fix a club, shockwaves are echoing around Europe as Diego Simeone has resigned as Atletico Madrid manager. The sporting director and technical director of Atletico Madrid have been fired, having done a horrendous job over the last couple of years. And we have been drafted in in parallel universes to fix Atletico Madrid. So, Carl... Uh, Atletico Madrid, uh, describe their squad in your own words. Hmm. Um, Aging, oddly put together, not befitting the man leading them, and really good about four years ago, but not so much now. Yeah, I I wouldn't even say aging. I would just say aged. Uh, It is quite (laughs) an old squad. Yes, it's it's there. And... uh, I think the highlight of our prep for this was your discovery that Vitolo is still owned by Atletico Madrid, uh, currently on loan at Las Palmas, spent last season on loan at Hetafe, where he couldn't get much game time. Um, One of your, I would say, least favourite players of the last 10 years. Yes, I have uh, on one side of my paper here uh, a list of outgoing players and the fee beside them, and his just simply says Vitolo Cannon. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I was polite. And I just said free. So um, we need a new manager for Atletico Madrid, and I will allow you to go first with your manager. Who would you bring in to replace the outgoing Diego Simeone? I think this is a really, really tough one, like on par with like Wenger or Ferguson leaving in England. Um, Obviously not quite the level of sustained success, but relative to what Atletico are capable of and who they're up against, Simeone is everything. He is Atletico Madrid to a lot of the people there. I think whoever comes in is is going to face a very, very difficult task to get the fans on board initially, the same way we've seen at those clubs. And so I do think it's quite important to go for somebody who is not... um, a larger-than-life personality, I think. If you get someone who is in any way comparable to Simeone, they're going to fall short and they're going to get less time to try and turn the team around as a result. So I've gone for someone who has a good reputation, 
is doing well in Spain right now, and therefore you obviously weaken a rival as well. He's going to take a little bit to to get as a result of that. But as a personality type, he's very understated, very sort of stately sort of person, uh, someone you can rely on to you know, be completely upfront about things in terms of clubs and and players and be someone who is quite approachable for the squad, I think. I've gone for Manuel Pellegrini. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Oh, I, I like that shout. Obviously, he has done excellent work with Real Betis since joining them when he replaced Kike Setien. He's obviously won a Premier League title with Manchester City. He had... I think very good success um, with Villarreal, you know, comparable to what they were as a club. Obviously, was at Malaga as well back when Malaga had money to spend. He's very experienced, and I think you're right, very well respected. And at at seventy, as he will be, or pu- pushing seventy, I think he would probably like one more shot at you know one of the great clubs, having been at Real. Uh, back in 2009-2010, I think he would quite like the chance to uh, to manage the rivals, having been shuffled out the door to make way for Jose Mourinho. Um, 96 points he achieved with Real Madrid, it is worth pointing out. That would have won the league in most seasons. So it's not like he was a failure there. It's just that they wanted to bring in Mourinho uh, and they lost the league title to arguably the best club side of all time or, or certainly in the top two or three in Guardiola's Barcelona. So that I, I like that appointment. I think I think as a, a bridge from Simeone, able to change the style, I do think that works. I went in a different direction. Uh, I went much younger. I went for an up-and-coming manager who I think is ready to take the step to the next level, uh, recently linked to Premier League jobs. I think he's done a, a remarkably good job with sporting. I've gone for Ruben Amorim. Similar enough reasons, though. He's not a big kind of vocal personality. He's quite reserved. He's very respectful. And I think he's the type of manager and plays the type of football that will buy him some time, even if early results aren't ideal. I think the fans will get on board with the style of play that he brings. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy, by searching for Anfield Index. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really big fight on for him whenever he does go. And I think some of the big clubs will regret not pulling the trigger on him. Um, I like the way he sets up teams as well, I have to say. And I think it's not going to be too dissimilar in terms of the off-the-ball demands for, for Simeone, from Simeone. So not the, the biggest 
sweeping alterations for the playing staff to, to get to grips with as well. Quite like that. Right. Let's talk about let's talk about the squad. Mm. Um or, or what what is left of a squad here. So um goalkeepers, you've got Jan O'Black, who is widely regarded as one of the best goalkeepers in the world, um, is the club vice captain. And at 30 years of age, as he will be by summer, he is in his prime as a goalkeeper. Their backup is Ivo Gerbic, the Croatian, 6'5", big, rangy goalkeeper, a bit different stylistically to Oblak, but I think quite a good goalkeeper. Um, For me, I'm not touching the goalkeeping situation. I'm happy with what I've got there. Yeah, same with me. They've got two or three young goalkeepers who are meant to be very, very good. Sergio Mestre is the youngest one, but is also, I think, the highly rated one from uh, Spanish youth teams and so on. So I'm happy with the the keepers. I suppose quickly we should note that we're assuming Atletico do finish top four in the end. Yes. They're fifth, they're fifth at the minute in La Liga, but it's all uh, very tight at the minute. It's Atletico Club, 24 points. Atletico Madrid, 24 points. Real Betis, 24 points. So we're assuming that Atletico's slightly greater depth and higher calibre of player does enable them to sneak fourth in the end. Yes, and we have looked at their spend over the last number of years and kind of averaged out their net spend. And we've set a budget of 30 million plus sales um, for our regeneration of this Atletico Madrid team. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. They've not been massive spenders other than the summer before and the summer that they sold everything under a million pound worth of players, basically. Yeah. Uh, Griezmann to Barca and Lucas Hernandez to uh, Bayern and a couple of others went that Rodri year. So that to City. Big, and... Yeah, that was the big year. But apart from that, it's averaged out, like you say, about 30 million net. Yeah, so that's what we're going to work with. So we're keeping the goalkeepers. Neither of us want to touch the goalkeepers. Uh, in defence, I think there is major surgery needed. Yeah. Um, now, Amram is going to definitely play a back three. And I would suggest that for my needs, I have one starter in situ in Jose Jimenez. Uh, he will play in the middle of the back three in the role that Sebastian Coates has played for for Sporting. Uh, I'm happy enough with some of the depth pieces. I like young Gomez, who's currently out on loan, Mariano, Mariano Gomez. I'm going to keep Mario Hermoso as a backup, and I'm going to keep Ranildo Mandava as a backup, even though I'm not overly sold on him. I'm just going to keep him as a backup because I think it's easier than having to replace a bunch of a bunch of depth as well as the starters. So I've got Jimenez as my one starting centre back. What does your defence look like as things stand before you bring anyone in? Uh, I've kept Jimenez and Savic. Obviously, I, I was going to play back three as well, but when I decided it was Pellegrini who was coming in, that's a four-two-three-one all the way. So I am a back mm. four. Uh, Jimenez and Savic, I have kept, and I'm hoping that basically between the two of them, they can lock down one side of that central defence. Jimenez being the starter, Savic can play both sides. Is the good thing he's had to fill in for so many holes in that Atletico defence over the last couple of years that he can play both sides fairly comfortably. 
I have, however, allowed Felipe to depart on a ship in the night somewhere out to sea where nobody knows he's going. And I have also sold Hermoso to raise a few funds. Yeah, so I have um, I have found uh, a plucky Brazilian team in need of a centre-back with a little bit too much money on their hands. And I have rinsed them of five million of their hard-earned pounds for Felipe. And I was going to keep Savage, but he is 31. And I thought this is probably the last time to get a bit of money for an experienced professional who's been at the top a long, long time. Man City obviously had a failed spell there, but was very good for Fiorentina and has been at Atleti now for what will be eight years by the time this season finishes. So I have found £10 million for him, um, which gives me £15 added to my coffers from the defence. So who are you bringing in? Or what is your starting back for going to look like? Uh, so from fullback, I've actually also sold, We've sold Renan players. Lodi. Yeah, yeah. Renan Lodi is on loan at Forest this year. Obviously, they have an option to buy him. I've allowed them to do so. So that's $25 million in for him. And the only other defensive departure, well, Regulon is on loan at Atletico. He's gone, obviously. The only other one who plays in defence for Atletico this season is Axel Witzel, who obviously is better as a midfielder, but he's been in the back three quite a lot this year. He's out of contract in the summer and I've allowed him to leave. So it's mostly outgoings there. To start then, I have got one left back coming in and one central defender coming in. So you're keeping Molina as the starting right back? Yeah, I quite like Nahuel Molina. I think Mm. there's a bit more growth to go to his game, but he's pretty solid both defensively and going forward. I don't want too much change, so if I can keep him and Jimenez together on that side of defence. That's you know, half the defence, obviously, plus Oblak is staying in place. Gentle regeneration over a couple of years is going to be the watchword. Yeah, I've, I've kept seven starters uh, with four new arrivals, um, and I've kept all, the, all 11 of my backup 11 are all currently owned by Atletico Madrid as well. Um, so, I have made, I'm playing a back five, obviously three and, and wing backs. Um, I have kept two. I have brought Renan Lodi back to the club. Uh, I have decided that Nottingham Forest cannot keep him. Um, I think he's really well suited to what Amram asks his wing backs to do um, in terms of being outlets and ball carrying and, and delivery. So, I've kept him as my starting left wing back. I've extended the contract of Thomas Lamar to be his backup, and Lamar can play a bunch of different positions as well. Molina is the backup right wing back for me. So my first addition is a player that the manager has personally requested, uh, someone he has managed for... Sporting Lisbon, and that is Pedro Porro, uh, young Spanish right back, right wing back. He has been magnificent for Athletic for for Sporting under Amaram. Uh, transfer market prices him at twenty five million euro, which is probably 
I don't know, 23 million pounds. But I've just marked down 25 million as the cost for him. I think it's a, a good career move for him. I think it could lead to his involvement in the national team. I think the right back position is going to open up after this World Cup. So for him to move back to one of Syria's or Syria La Liga's marquee teams, I think makes sense. So I've brought in Pedro Poro as my right wing back, and Molina will be my left wing back. So I have my wing backs settled now. Uh, what's your first defensive addition? I've gone quite big on one uh, who probably is better right side, but I'm going to play him left early on. And then I've gone for a free transfer for another one who is also left-sided. But I think that these two over time will be the partnership that you'd want. So I've gone really big on Axel de Zazzi from Monaco. Um, he's At the end of this season, he'll have two years left on his contract. But for a player who can also cover it right back, for a player who has captained his team and I think is a growing um, presence at the back line as well compared to his younger years when he kind of needed his hand held a bit. He'll be 25 come the end of the season. I think it's a good time for him to have a move and really test himself at a high level. And obviously he's part of the French national team for the World Cup as well. So there'll be good experience there as well. Um, I want a younger one for the other one. So I wanted someone sort of mid-age who can come in and be someone there for quite a long time. So I expect that with two years left on his deal, he'd still command a pretty hefty uh, price tag starting mm. point of transfer marked was 25 million euro i think i'd probably have to pay more than that in fairness so i've gone for 35 million yeah i think that's fair i think that's definitely fair value and the other one who i'm bringing in on a free transfer will uh, obviously cost average that defensive regeneration down and that's evan and Dika, who is decidedly more left side and can also cover it left back in a four so mm-hmm. you get that added bonus as well. So, yeah. so, that's- so I've got Molina then on the uh, at right back. I've got uh, Jimenez and Dizassi as the central two with uh, Endika and Savic as the cover as such or the competition or just playing when Jimenez is injured for seven months at a time. Yes. Uh, and then the one that I had to go quite big with and is the one that I was having the, the pre-pod debate over I've gone Rico Henry for left back. Oh, I like that. Yeah, Molina is quite um, steady, let's say. And we'll go forward, but he's not rampaging all the time, nonstop. So on the left-hand side, I want someone who is really going to go on the overlap, really good pace for the counter-attack, someone who's going to hold wide because of who I have ahead of them. So I've gone for uh, a bit of a gamble, I suppose, because I will probably have to pay 25 or more for him. But yeah, Rico Henry. I like that. I really like Rico Henry. I think he's excellent. I think it's a good idea as well because I do think Brentford in signing Aaron Hickey have almost prepared for the potential of Rico Henry to move on. I know he signed a new deal last season, but I do think there'll be clubs that will have interest in him, certainly in the summer. West Ham, for example, could do with a new left back. He'd be a really good fit there if they can find the money. There's a couple of others. Manchester United could do it a left back as well because I'm not sold on Shaw or Malasia. Um Right, so I that is your back four. I might as well do my other two in defence then. Um, with Jimenez in the middle, I want a bit more pace and a bit more a bit more youth either side of him. Um, so I've gone fairly big on two players to flank 
um, to flank Jimenez. So the first one I've gone for is Piero Hincapi of Bayer Leverkusen, who I think is just a massive potential. Now, I put him into transfer market. They have him at 22 million euro. I think he'll cost more than that. So I've, I've put down 35 for him, uh, which I think is about where he will land. Um, and I'm more than happy to pay that. He's comfortable at left back in a four or centre back in, in a four. So, you know, he, he balances really well to be left, left side in a three. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable, there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. My other one, I'm a little bit torn between two, and I want your advice on this one. So I love Antonio Silva of Benfica, the young Portuguese centre-back. I think he's got absolutely everything. But I am a little bit worried that I get priced out of a move for him. Now, Transmarket has him as $15 million. I think he's going to cost 40 so I've got him as one option. The other option I have, who might fit a bit better in a three, is Armel Belakotchup of Southampton, hmm. who impresses me every single time I watch him play. I mean, if, he, you're, if you're prepared to go big, I I, I like it. I, love, I think Belakotchup's a really, really strong defender. Hmm. Now, transfer market has him at 18 million, but again, I think it's going to cost significantly more. So what would you suggest? Would he be 35? Would he be 40? I think, yeah, 40 plus, to be honest, 40 to 45 sort of region for Belakotchop, given his age, the fact he signed a long contract, he's had a good start, he's in the Germany squad, all these things. And Saints are obviously not exactly known for letting people go on the cheap. So, But they might get relegated, which is the hope. Uh, If they do. Yeah, 35 might even do it, but okay, say well, 40, I'll, 40 to I'll go 40. Uh, I'll go 40 and we can add add-ons if need be. But yeah, so I've got uh, Bella Kotchep, Jimenez and Hincapi as my back three with Gomez, Hermoso and Mandava as the backups. Mm-hmm. And then I've got Poro and Lodi as my wing backs with Molina and Lamar as the backups there. So um, I'm happy with what I've done. I've spent the majority of money on my defence because, like you, it's a it's kind of a gradual build over a couple of years. But I've locked down three of the back five positions. Jimenez will assess over time and see if 
the injuries are going to allow him to hold up. If not, it's a it's a simple thing to know that that's the one spot I need to upgrade. And Renan Lodi is basically last chance saloon. Perform or we replace you next summer. Um, right. We've both gone with double pivots in midfield. And I'm just going to put mine out because I haven't touched my midfield for this year. I have sold Kondogbia for $10 million and Marcus Llorente for $40 million, uh, to a Premier League club near you. Uh, West Ham United, thank you very much. And I have decided to go with a midfield pairing of Rodrigo de Paul and Saul because what Amram likes is is one sitter, one holder, and that will be Saul, but who can also spray the ball around, which is what he had Polina doing or Polina doing, and one who progresses the ball. Now Nunez used to do it by carrying the ball from midfield. Rodrigo de Paul will do it by spraying passes and, you know, intelligent movement. And then I've kept Koke and Axel Witzel as depth and experience and leadership. But it's I, I don't love the midfield, uh, but it's it's what I'm going to roll with for the first year. Yeah, I've not made any signings here either, uh, apart from the, the ones I've already mentioned leaving. Uh, I'm actually just keeping the group of five. So two between the five of them, I think, has enough of everything, I'd make Jorente a starter personally, and then one of Saul or Koke as the other, and then I'd have De Paul as Jorente's replacement. Oh, sorry, I'd have De Paul as the third of Koke and Saul's side. I'd have Kondogbia as Jorente's replacement, as more of a, a destructive, ranging all over the pitch sort of breaker upper of play, but with that ability for Jorente in particular to get forward and be a bit more of a not really a final third threat, but an aerial presence in the final third, that kind of thing. I think he's a, a decent box-to-box sort of uh, player to have there. So the three Spanish lads would be my first two choices and then Debal and bear afterwards. Setting yourself up for dressing room problems by not playing Rodrigo de Paul enough, uh, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> uh, right, so you've left your midfield as is. I, you've got three behind one. Mm-hmm. In your four-two-three-one, I've got two behind one in what is ostensibly a Christmas tree formation of three-four-two-one. Um, where did you go with the three behind one? Then who who have you brought in? Who have you moved out? I'm as you said, Vitolo, Cannon. I'm assuming one or two others have also found their way out of your club. Yeah, Vitolo was the only one who got shot out of a, an ammunition. Um shell firing range but some of the others did have to be sold i've offloaded carrasco for whoever will give me some money for him i think 15 Mm. million is reasonable uh there's a young brazilian winger who's on loan at valencia this season i've put 10 million for him he's doing quite well i think they'd be takers i'm not a massive fan of him leaning myself but he's all right uh from that range of players lamar has obviously been wing back i let him go on a free and a few of the kids who are in that range as well have grouped together and put five million euro for the whole lot. The only other attacker I got rid of was Morata. I took twelve yes. million for him, but I'm happy 12? to take. Well, I don't know if there'd be takers for much more, to be honest. Oh, I'm I imagine you. I, I imagine you went higher with West Ham. I again. went higher. Let me tell you, <laughs> I found twenty-five million for Yannick Carrasco. Both wings, <laughs> ten, and a and a wing back. You better believe. 
Antonio Conte was just delighted to hand over <laughs> Daniel Levy's 25 million. Right. And uh, I, I thought Morata, it's a succession of, of stupid people who've agreed to pay money for him. Where can I find a stupid person? So I rang Man United and I said, look, I've got a proven number nine. He's great in the dressing room, doesn't cause problems, thinks Piers Morgan's an arsehole, and he's all yours. He just started for Spain at the World Cup. He's all yours for 30 million. And John Murtaugh said, send him on over. Do you need more money? I said, no, John, as a favor to you, because I respect the job you're doing, 30 million for um, Mr. Morata will do. Uh, I also got, I thought 10 million for Lino was about right. Uh, Vitolo free and again I grouped the kids together but being a, a better negotiator than you are I got 10 million for the kids as opposed to <laughs> five so that gave me a total budget of 170 million including the 30 that our, our overlords are willing to give us um, and I've already spent a hundred of it so I've got about 70 left but I'm not going to spend all of it well it's, it's very good of you to, to keep Atletico afloat and not do a you know a heel family, shall we say. Um, so my idea of the 43-1 here with Pellegrini is that, you know, he's he's there for probably a year, maybe two. We mentioned the age. We mentioned the fact that whoever comes in after these great managers, invariably, they're not the ones who are going to have the success. We want Pellegrini to put the plans in place. So it is that 43-1 system, but it's going to be a, a very fluid, flexible three behind the one, which is going to transition to a, a 4-4-2 off the ball at times. And, it can be what you want because the players that we have there in those positions these days, they can do all of it. So I've kept uh, Angel Correa, Antoine Griezmann, and the devastatingly underused Mateus Cunha. They're the three who I've kept for that line of three, basically. Mm. And to them, I have added two free transfers. One is very gettable and very, very much like him very much, and that's Daichi Kamada. Um, yes. We've spoken about him a, a few times. and. Uh, from Eintracht Frankfurt, he can play centrally, can play off the left, decent set-piece delivery, combinations, all of that, really, really good. So in theory, he's starting left for me. Griezmann as the 10. And then on the other side, on the right, we're doing Llorente Mark II or reverse Hernandez or any other combination that you want. But I'm bringing in free transfer, finally fed up at Real Madrid, Marco Asensio to play on the right. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super-fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout.
to start? Well, in combination with Cunha. Yeah, I mean, he's in form. He's certainly in form this year. Um, his knee seems to finally have healed itself after three years. I do think he's definitely gettable. I think he's got to be fed up with how things have gone at Real and how disrespected he's been at times. I think managers tend to like him, but they like him more as a, you know, off the bench type of guy, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. And I think that has kind of ruined his rhythm. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good signing. Uh, what's the surprising one? But I As like a five, it. I think it's pretty strong. Asensio Cunha, Griezmann, Correa, Kamada. I, I quite like it, to be honest. I love the signing of Daichi. I do. I love Daichi Kamada as, a, as an addition. Um, right, so I have, with Ruben Amram, what he likes in his front three of a two behind one is lots of movement. Lots of interchange, quick passing. I considered Jaden Sancho because I think he needs an out from United, but it's not realistic, and the wages would be obnoxious. Uh, I called Brighton about Matoma, and they laughed and said he's the best player in the world. It's two hundred million or get lost, and I just thought that was a bit rude. Um, so what I've done, I've gone Portuguese. Again, keep the manager happy. The manager's got a connection with this guy because they were both uh, schooled in some ways at Sporting Braga. I've gone Pedro Neto. Right. I think 50 million max gets him out of Wolves in the summer. So I've got Neto and Joe Felix as the two behind a striker, and as depth behind them, I've got Griezmann and son of departed manager Diego Simeone, Giuliano Simeone, not Giovanni, Giuliano, who's a winger and a decent player. I don't know how good he is, but I think he's got promise. And um, it's obviously a nod to the old manager as well, because, you know, you want to keep keep the Simeone name strong at the club. So yeah, I've got Neto. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't want the whole thing to change. And obviously you want to be able to bring Diego back every so often, because he's going to take a year out and relax. You want him to come back every so often, watch his kid play and get the crowd bouncing or whatever. So I've got Neto and Joe Felix with Griezmann and young Simeone as the, the depth behind them as the two sort of withdrawn forward options in the 2-1 attack. Yeah, I think it's pricey for Neto, to be fair. And obviously we're, we're hoping for a, a strong return after injury as well. Mm. I think the big strength of Atletico, which should be the case now and isn't at the minute, but could be in these sides, is the relative level of quality that you keep depending on who comes in and out. It, it, there's not a huge drop-off. Whichever ones you put in, I think that's the the best thing about it, really. Which I don't actually think Simeone makes the best use of. No, he doesn't. He doesn't at all. He's a little bit. The the big knock on him is he's too married to players that have kind of done it for him in the past, and he's not always willing to 
try new new and exciting things. I reckon he probably eats the same three dinners every single night, just in rotation. And if the wife tries to get fancy, but anything, he just sends her to the bench. So go and stand over there and bring someone else in who'll get the job done. Sounds brings like Diego like. Yeah. yeah, brings in his mother because he knows what she'll cook. She knows what he likes. Um, <laughs> right. Um, I haven't touched the striker position. I've got Joe Felix with uh, Angel Correa as the backup. Movement, ab- ability to link play, ability to drop off behind the other two. He's been using Marcus Edwards as like a false nine type this year, and it's been really, really fun to watch. So I think having oh no sorry not not Felix I've got um, Matthias Cunha and Angel Correa in that kind of role kind of a false nine proper nine type of thing where you know you're looking for them to drop off to move wide to drag defenders out of position and create space for Neto and Zhao um, from behind so yeah I've got Matthias Cunha as my starting nine and Angel Correa as my backup nine. Yeah, decent. I've got Jao Felix as my starting nine. And then I have somebody to bring in and I can decide. So you you can help me here. So I basically, I've got all these six, basically, the five in the three behind and Felix himself as these very six mobile, interchangeable, really good build up, one touch link play, all the rest of it. And mostly goal scorers, to be fair, as well. So they can all play. So I want someone completely different. You know, I want someone who can start with Felix if he's the 10 or can start on his own and lead the line, or can come on later in games and help me give be a bit more direct and brutish, let's say. So I've got a couple of options here. One was uh, do the same as you have done a couple of times there, keep the manager happy and bring Borja Iglesias from Betis to Atletico Madrid. The one, one of the two worries I have there is, one, I don't actually think he's good enough, and two is that he would probably cost a fortune because he's got about four years left on his contract. So I'm not massively keen on that idea unless Betis are playing nicely and just let him go for like you know, 10 million or something like that. He's 29 though and turns 30 in the new year. So I'm not really loving that idea in terms of longer term building. The second idea I've got is a you know another free transfer because I, I like the free transfer market. I've only spent 60 million of mine and that was all on the defence. So I don't mind keeping a chunk back for the next manager. Ben Brereton Diaz on a free. I like what I've seen, but I've oh, not I seen like that enough. So oh, I, I really like that shirt. Yeah. Ben Brereton Diaz is... He, it's He's a funny player because I remember when he was coming through the Nottingham Forest Academy and he was being linked to Liverpool. And I remember starting to watch him and thinking, there's, there's definitely something about him. Like, he's he's big, he's strong, he's really quick. But in front of goal, he's just, he's not anywhere close to where you would want him to be. And, you know, when he was at Forest, he gets 3 and 18, then 6 and 39. And you're thinking, right, that's not ideal. He moves to, to Blackburn and he gets 1 and 28, 1 and 17. Then in 2021, something strange happens. He realizes he's got the ability to play for Chile. And he changes his name to Ben Brereton Diaz. Now, at the point, he's playing kind of off Adam Armstrong or Alan Adam Armstrong. Yeah, who's now Southampton as like a second striker type. He gets seven in 43. It's his best return. Armstrong leaves. And all of a sudden, 
this Chilean fury overtakes him and he goes 22 and 38 and this season he's got 10 and 23 and he's absolutely outstanding leading the line but able to drift into the wide areas can beat people scores all kinds of goals scores worldies scores the scruffiest happens you'll see his confidence is through the roof I really like him. I think he's taken a massive, massive step forward in the last two years, which isn't surprising. You know, he's only 23 now. He'll be 24 in April when you'd be buying him in June. So you're getting a 24-year-old player very much on the ascendancy. Um, He's having one of the weirdest career arcs I've ever seen. Was at United's Academy, went to Stokes Academy, went to Forest's Academy. And then went to Blackburn and looked a failure and all of a sudden then became the best player in the championship once he realised he was half Chilean. Um, I would go... I think he's... Borja Iglesias is a good player, but he kind of is what he... like. You're not, he's not improving at all. And I don't think he's good enough to play for one of the elite clubs. I think he's better at a second-tier club like Betis. I don't think he's good enough to play for Atletico Madrid. I don't know if Diaz is, but I don't know if he's not. Do you know? He's unproven. But if you get him on a free, worst-case scenario, you turn around and sell him in 12 months for £15 Because you know there'll be a bunch of Premier League clubs that line up to sign him. Sevilla like him. You'll definitely make a ton of money. Whereas Borja Glazev, if he comes in and flops, that's just dead money. You're never getting rid of him because no one's going to give you back the money you want. And he's going to want the same kind of wages because it's his last big contract and his last move. I think Ben Brayton Diaz, from a business point of view, is definitely the better move. Even if Iglesias is slightly better straight away, Diaz, I think, will offer more goals. There we go, then. I will have uh, one, two, three, four free transfer signings. That'll do me. So how many... <laughs> you love free transfer. I love them. How many, how many players have you brought in in total? I brought in six in the end. I spent money on Rico Henry and Dezassi, which is about 60 million between them, and then freeze for Endica, Camada, Asensio and Diaz. I, I don't mind this because there's a, you know, a bit of a Spanish speaking still comes into the dressing room. A couple of people from the uh, Bundesliga as well. So this it's all right. I think this is good. And your total spend versus your sales? Uh, sales, 110. Uh, obviously, I got a bit less for certain players than you somehow did, including I didn't mention it at the time, but I let Felipe go on a free transfer because, you know, he's out of contract, whereas you somehow got five million for it. Oh, is he out of contract? I didn't realise he was out of contract. Right, Fair we'll the you definitely him. are a better negotiator than me. We'll well done. him yeah. down as a free then. Yeah. I didn't realise he was out of contract. It makes yeah, sense, though. He he joined in 2018, didn't he, during the, or 2019, during the big sale. Yeah. Um, so 60 out, 110 in. So you didn't. So you banked the 30 million and made a 50 million net profit. So uh, that's no, not that bad. Was, that was plus my 30 included in that. So it's just a fifth... Uh, also, oh, 20 million yeah, net profit. 20 profit, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I was not as generous. Um, okay, so I brought in 125 million in sales. Condogbia, 
Lorente, Savage, Caresco, Morata, Lino, and the kids. Plus the 30 million. So it's 155, 165. And I spent 50, 90, 140. So I, I had a, a net spend of about 15 to 20 million, um, which was part of my budget. So I get to keep. 10 million and by by I get to keep I mean I get to keep uh 10 million as as thanks for what I've done um so like I've set myself up nicely that all I need to do in summer number two number two is assess Jimenez from a physical point of view assess Lodi from a level point of view and then figure out what I'm going to do in midfield with DePaul and Saul and Koke and Witzel. Witzel probably will need to be replaced. I'm only giving him a one-year contract. Um, so I probably will need to add some young legs into that midfield. And uh, that will be maybe Manuel Ugarte makes the move in, in 2024 to come in and join his former manager. And I find someone else as well. So there we go. It's not too Another bad. Team fixed. I think team we've, fixed. I think we've done well here. Um, you love a free transfer. Absolutely love them. Love them. Don't know why we don't play them more. <laughs> right. Is there anything you want to... No, there's no point in plugging anything because we don't know when this is going out. Um, but <laughs> have we will have... Year. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Hope you had fun with the family. Uh, we will have more over this break, um, depending on when this goes out. This might be the last one that goes out during the break, but we'll see how, how it goes. Uh, but yeah thank you for listening and we will see you next time bye bye we hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show the best way to get in touch is over on our free discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7 Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.